0: Good morning. You have your Bibles this morning. Last week we were in the first chapter of Proverbs. This week we want to move much later in the book to Proverbs chapter 24. Proverbs chapter 24. As we turn there this morning, I, uh, I was thinking about the words that Solomon writes and, and I think about a saying that we've heard all of our life or most all of us have heard. When the going gets tough, tough the tough get going right we've heard that for years and years it's the american way the way of those who've gone before us it remains the way of those who are tenacious and determined and uh, and just committed my dad drilled that in our heads i'm the youngest of four boys and he drilled that in our heads as we were growing up through our life that when the going gets tough the tough get going you don't give up you don't shrink back, you step up, you move forward, and you keep going. I remember my high school football coach, or one of my high school football coaches, he was an ex-Marine drill sergeant. And this guy was as tough as tough could be, and, uh, and he had thousands of of these kinds of sayings, that he would just really, just every time we were going through a practice, when, when I played high school ball, we, we started practice, uh, officially started practice on August 1st. And so we practiced in the heat of the summer. Uh, it was tough. It was hot. Uh, it was, was difficult. And he was always spouting some of these sayings. One of the ones that he used was from the Green Bay Packers, Vince Lombardi. Men, fatigue makes cowards of us all. So man, if you get tired, don't be a coward. Step up. Be strong. Keep going. He would get right in the ear hole of your helmet. And one of his favorite things that he would say, it's all right to get knocked down, but it's not all right to stay down. Get up! Get up! Get up! You know, he just was always after us. Staying after us, you know, and uh, and trying to motivate us. What he was saying is, if we're willing to pay the price, we're willing to get it done. We're willing to, to be you know committed to what we're doing. It's not just the stuff of athletes. And that's something that, that carries over in the countless men and women in their lives who face tremendous odds and yet they have overcome because they refused to give up. Because they refused to stay down. Because when the going got tough, they got tough and kept going in life. We get that... Mindset, it can be a real asset in life. It can encourage us in difficult times. But in the text this morning, Solomon takes this mindset one step further for us. So, if you've turned to your Bibles, Proverbs chapter 24, beginning in verse 10, we want to read together there. If you falter in the times of trouble, how small is your strength? Well, he pretty much addresses right there this idea of when the going gets tough, the tough get going. He said, if you falter in times of trouble, how small is your strength? How weak are you if when you face difficult times, you can't keep going? But here's the next step. Listen to what he says. Rescue those being led away to death. Hold back those staggering towards slaughter. If you say, but we knew nothing about this... Does not the one who weighs the heart perceive it? Does not the one who guards your life know it? Will he not repay each person according to what he or she has done? Solomon tells us that if we falter, if we become disheartened when we face difficulty, then it's an indication that we do not have the strength that we need to get tough when the going gets tough. He says that that we do not have the strength when we get knocked down to get back up and move forward in life. And so I want us to look at that today and and how that applies to us. There are a couple of words here that I think are are real important for us to understand. The first one is that word falter. He says, so if we falter in difficult times. Well, what does that word mean? In the original language, it means to, to sink, to let drop. Uh, to be disheartened or, or to show oneself in, in disappointment or, or discouragement in life. It, it's a very descriptive word that we can identify in our own lives. Ha, have you ever been in a, a position or a situation in your life that something happened and it just took the wind right out of your sails? It was one of those things that, that you couldn't catch your breath. Just just seemed like you, you just couldn't get a hold of things. Your heart raced fast. Or or you felt that you couldn't move. You were paralyzed because of the circumstances or the situation. That's what this little word means. This little word, falter, is the idea of something catches you off guard. Something devastating comes and we don't know how To respond, let me share with you a couple of other places in God's Word that we find this word used, and it might help us to understand it just a little bit more. In Jeremiah chapter 6, verses 22, 23, and 24, listen to what God's Word says. This is what the Lord says Look, an army is coming from the land of the north, a great nation is being stirred up from the ends of the earth. They are armed with bow and spear, they are cruel and And show no mercy. They sound like the roaring of the sea as they ride on their horses. They come like men in battle formation to attack you. Now, that sounds pretty devastating, doesn't it? Here comes this army from the north. And they're coming and the sound of them is like the roaring of the sea. They have spears and sword and horses. They come in battle formation, he says. They're coming to attack you. This thing is really coming after you. Now listen to what it says. old daughter of Zion, we have heard reports about them and our hands hang limp. What does that mean? It means I faltered. <laughs> I don't know what to do. My, my hands fall. I'm not doing anything. I'm not any activity. I'm not trying to resist their coming. I'm not trying to prepare for their coming. We've heard of it. We know they're coming. And here we stand. There's just nothing we can do. We 've given up, is what he says, anguish has gripped us, and pain like that of a woman in labor, it says it's overtaken us, and we don 't know how to respond. And so this, that's this idea of faltering, is the idea that something comes against us and we have no ability to respond. Our, our hands just go limp is the idea. Also over in Zephaniah chapter three verses 14 through seventeen, it says, "Sing, O daughter of Zion." Shout aloud, O Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart. O daughter of Jerusalem, the Lord has taken away your punishment. He has turned back your enemy. The Lord, the King of Israel, is with you. Never again will you fear any harm. On that day they will say to Jerusalem, Do not fear, O Zion. Do not not let your hands go limp. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will guide you with His love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Notice it says, here's what happens. When something difficult comes, don't let your hands go limp. He says, trust in the Lord. The Lord is coming. The Lord is here. He will provide. And so we are not to falter. Do not falter when difficulties come. Because he says, does that not indicate that we're weak? Does that not indicate that we do not have the power to stand firm against that. And so we, we think about that and, and this idea of adversity. What is adversity? I mean, adversity comes in all different kinds of shapes and forms, right? For, for some people, adversity may be this thing. For others, they may face that without any problem at all. But their adversity comes in a different form. Comes in a different fashion. I've talked to people in life, and, and they've said things like this. Well, the Lord must think that I'm not very strong. And you say, well, why is that? Well, because He's never given me any adversity. He's never put any obstacle, any challenge, any difficulty in my life. And so He must think I'm not strong enough to handle it because He's never given me any adversity. Other people, you may hear them say things like this. Well, the Lord must really think I'm strong. Lord, Lord must really have a lot of confidence in me because it seems like it's just one thing after another. One thing after another. One thing after another. And it just keeps coming and keeps coming and keeps coming. And we just keep trying to stand up under it. We just try 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 to hold up and be there. But the idea is adversity in life. This word that's used here for adversity is used 73 times in the Hebrew Bible. And as we go through, there are different uh, indications of, of what it means, this adversity that we're talking about. Second Chronicles chapter 15. Listen, the Spirit of God came upon uh, Azariah, son of Oded. He went out to meet Asa and said to him, listen to me, Asa and all of Judah and Benjamin, the Lord is with you when you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. For a long time, Israel was without the true God, without a priest to teach, or without the law. But in their distress, they, in their distress, there's that word, adversity, in in their distress, same word, they turned to the Lord, the God of Israel, and sought him, and he was found by them. In those days, it was not safe. Listen, listen if this doesn't sound somewhat familiar to our world today. In those days, it was not safe to travel about. For all the inhabitants of the land were in great turmoil. One nation was being crushed by another. One city by another. Because God was troubling them with every kind of distress. There's that word again. Distress. And so he says, But as for you, be strong and do not give up. For your work will be rewarded. Distress. Discouragement in life. Uh, Those those things that that cause difficulties for us I know some of you when I read that may have had some distress When it said that the Lord caused them distress Okay, I think we have to always stop and think about That the Lord, He will test us in life He He will cause distress to see where our strength is Where our courage is And who we will depend upon He'll never tempt us to do anything sinful or wrong But He will test us And it's through that testing and through the distress that we're strengthened in our life. When we overcome one thing, we have the strength to overcome the next. When we overcome this thing, then we have the strength to overcome the next thing that comes in life. And so he says they were in distress. Listen to what the psalmist David writes. It's a beautiful psalm. He says, In my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried out to God for help. For His temple, He heard my voice. My cry came before him into his ears. Now, I want you to think about that for a moment. That's David. What did David have distress to, to be distressed over? Here's a little little simple shepherd boy who was made king of a nation. Here's a guy who had rule of all of the land. Here's a guy that that had people who, who loved him, people who were committed and, and devoted to him. Uh, he, he had a family. Uh, David was uh, was a guy, the Scripture says, that he was after God's own heart. What did he have to be distressed about? I'm glad you asked. Because if we look into God's Word, David had a lot of things to be distressed about. It, he had his own sin and the sin of others that caused troubles for him. He, he had a child that was sick and died. He dealt with that distress. His people who did love and were devoted and committed to him... Rose up against him At one point They sought to stone him to death He had trouble with his wife Micah He had trouble with his children And their rebellion Sounds a little bit like Some of the troubles that we face in life Some of the distress And and difficulties that come our way In life And and so David knew a little bit About distress He he knew a little bit about What it was to, to face difficulties In life And and as he did, he said, here's how I handled that. I called upon the Lord. I cried out to Him to help me. See, we, we hit this idea that we have to handle it on our own. We get this idea that, that we have to take care of it ourselves. In First Samuel chapter 30 and verse 6, listen to what David says. David was greatly distressed. Because the men were talking of stoning him. Each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters. But David found strength in the Lord his God. David found strength to face the adversity that that his men who had been devoted, who had been loyal, who had been supportive, they were coming and they were rising up against him. They sought to stone him because of the events that unfolded. And David found strength in the Lord his God. We when the tough when the going gets tough the tough get going if we have the Lord if we have His strength if we have His might and we have His power but Solomon goes on to his son and he says listen there there is more to this than just your strength and your ability to deal with something listen to what he says in verse eleven go back to our text in Proverbs chapter twenty four rescue those Being led away to death. Hold back those staggering toward slaughter. In this verse, Solomon says, it's not just enough when the going gets tough or the tough get going. It's not just enough that when you get knocked down to get back up, to get up, to get up, to get up and keep going. He says there comes a time that we have to have the courage to stand up for others who are hurting. Others who are in distress. Others who are struggling in life And thus our text that we read When we began this morning In Romans chapter 14 and verse 19 It talks about edifying And building others up And Solomon writes to his son And he says let me give you some wisdom You need to be tough when the tough times come You need to stand up when you get knocked down But not just for yourself You need to be willing to have courage for others You need to be willing to come alongside those that are hurting. Come alongside those that are distressed. Come alongside those that are struggling in life. And when you come alongside them, you give them strength. You give them hope. You give them courage that they might be able to carry on in their circumstances and situation. He's pretty straightforward about the responsibility that we have, not just to be tough ourselves, but to help others be tough. Not to, not to just get up when we've been knocked down, but to help others get up when they've been knocked down. That we need to care for each other. That we need to love each other. That, that when we see that people are hurting and people are struggling and people are hopeless, that, that we would reach out, that we would care enough to do something for them that would help them and encourage them along their way in their life and in their journey and in their distress. He goes on and, and says this in the next verse. He says, listen, we can't just turn a deaf ear and act like we don't know. Because we do that sometimes, don't we? We get so busy in our own life, we get caught up in our own distress, and our own problems, and our own issues, and everything that's going on with us, we forget about other people. And he goes on and he says, listen, to say that you didn't know, he said, that's not a valid excuse. To, to say that you were unaware, he said, that's not acceptable to God. Does God not know? Does God not see? Does He not understand? He says He knows every bit of that. And He says, so listen, don't, don't just try to act like, oh, oh, I didn't know about that. If, I, if I'd known, I'd have done something. If I'd known they were hurting, I would have helped out. If I would have known they were struggling, I would have done something to assist them. If I would have known that, that they were in distress or that they were down or they were out, I would have, I didn't know. He said, that's not an excuse. We are aware and we need to be aware of everything that's going on around us in life and those that we love and those that we care about. And he says, we need to be sure that we not just be tough for ourselves, but we be tough for others. That we stand for those that are hurting and struggling and hopeless in life. And that with that, we, we take responsibility. And we not say, oh, oh I, I didn't know about that. Or, or I didn't see that. Or I didn't hear that. Or I didn't understand that. He says we need to be responsible And we need responsible to have courage When adversity comes Not just for us But when it comes for others Not to turn a blind eye or a deaf ear But to be willing to help To encourage and to strengthen As I look through God's word time and time again I have to ask myself Just simply one question When I'm hurting How will I respond? When adversity comes and difficulty and distress comes, how will I respond? Do I have the strength when I get knocked down to get up? Do I have the commitment that when the going gets tough, I'll get tough and keep going? If I don't, there's only one place I can find it it's in the Lord. It's in His Word. Spending more time in the Scriptures, spending more time in prayer, spending more time allowing His Spirit to give us strength. To give us hope To give us courage To give us power I have to ask if I see others that are hurting What am I doing? What will I do? How will I help? Do I have enough strength and resolve in my life That when I see someone else struggling I'll be willing to do something about it? Or will I turn a blind eye and a deaf ear And act like I don't know Pretend it's not there And move on about my business We have to look at God's word And see that God has an expectation for us The expectation is Don't be weak Be strong Where do I gain that strength? Only from Him All of my strength comes from Him All of my power All of my ability All of my courage It comes from Him It's not myself It's not what I can do within me It's what He can do in me And then am I willing to help others To help them and encourage them in life. God expects that of us. And so we need to have the courage to face adversity in our lives and to help others face adversity in their life. Listen, we're we're living in a very adverse time. A very distressful time in life. There are things going on around us in our world today, in our nation today, that if you had asked me ten years ago, I I would have said, no way. No way those things will ever happen. No no way things will ever come to that. People have lost jobs. People have lost health. People have have lost loved ones. People are struggling in a way that they've never struggled before. In the midst of that, God calls us to have courage to stand up in the face of adversity but not just for ourselves, but for the sake of others. And so we're going to sing an invitation hymn this morning. An invitation is always a time for us to reflect on our lives and to make decisions based off the truths of God's Word. Maybe you don't have the strength that you need right now to face adversity, and you want to gain strength, and you want to make a commitment to that today. Maybe you've seen others that were hurting and struggling and you turned a blind eye or a deaf ear and you did nothing about it. You want to repent of that today. And you want to ask God, God, give me courage not just for myself, but give me courage for others. Help me to help others, to lift them up and to encourage them in life. Help me to face the distress and the devastation that comes with strength and courage that can come only from you. And help me to be willing to help others with that. In their life as well. If there's a decision on your heart this morning, won't you come as we stand? And we sit.